breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news, State Highway 71 back open this morning after two people died in a car crash. Crews shut down 71 near Albert Brown Drive in Garfield. This is eastern Travis County. Yeah, Austin Travis County EMS says around 11 o'clock last night, a Chevy Tahoe and a tanker truck crashed. DPS says the Tahoe failed to yield to the tanker that had the right of way. It says the tanker hit the Tahoe on the right side, killing both people inside that vehicle. The tanker driver is okay. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Oh boy. Temperatures this week continuing <laughs> to sizzle some unbearable, truly unbearable yeah. heat. Here in Austin. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. So unbearable, ERCOT hit a new unofficial peak demand record yesterday, smacking that record high temperature, Kristen, mm -hmm. of 108. Yes, absolutely. It set a brand new record. Now we're preparing for one of the strongest heat domes we've ever actually recorded in oh, the gosh. Southwest. So it's going to be centered on top of Texas over the next couple of days. Let me show you these numbers here because live look outside from my rock and dirt yard camera showing quiet conditions. It is a very warm start. We've got clear skies up top. 80 to uh, 82 in Lampasas right now. But look at Kingsland. Still sitting at 84 degrees at 430 in the morning. 81 Horseshoe Bay. 80 in Round Mountain. 78 in Fredericksburg. Austin Metro. We will start our Tuesday in the upper 70s in Hayes County. Low 80s in Williamson. A blend here in Travis County with Austin currently sitting at 81. I take you out to our eastern counties where we're seeing temperatures in the upper 70s to low 80s. These numbers pretty close to records right Right now and well above average for this time of year. Speaking of, we're going to continue this trend this afternoon with lunchtime temperatures in the upper 90s, forecast high 108. So once again, we are likely to not only be hotter than normal, but we're likely to take down the record this afternoon, very similar to what we had yesterday. Be mindful of this wildfire danger. It's continuing to look hot and very high over Austin, Travis, and um, most of the hill country at that. We are desperate for rain, and we still have some showers possible towards the end of the seven day. We'll talk a little bit more about the update to your weekend forecast when we could see some rain falling here in central Texas. Those details here in a few minutes, but uh, still dealing with too much of a good thing out in the northeast. We remember and we've been talking about the flooding over there. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I should say they're still trying to recover from deadly rainfall in Pennsylvania. The search is intensifying for two young children swept away in floodwaters on Saturday. So far, five people have died, including those children's mother. Flash floods caught cars and pulled them under with the rushing waters trapping drivers. Some spots picking up nearly three inches of rain in just one hour. We will continue to update you on those recovery efforts. Kristen, thank you so much for that. The argument over when former President Trump's classified documents trial will take place is going to play out later on today with prosecutors wanting the trial to get started by December. Trump's defense team says it is not possible for the former president and the current GOP frontrunner to get a fair trial until after the 2024 election. Today's hearing will also cover issues related to the handling of classified documents in the case. Now, Trump was indicted last month on dozens of criminal charges, and he has pled not guilty. 35 people in East Austin are waking up this morning without a home. Fire burned their apartments on Wentworth Drive off Loyola Lane yesterday. Austin Fire telling us a firefighter and resident needed to get checked out for smoke inhalation. Initially, a person telling AFD the fire started from fireworks in the trash. 
Now AFD is not sure about that, since it can't rule out any other potential sources. Georgetown ISD is announcing its lone finalist for the superintendent position. Dr. Devin Padavel is currently the superintendent for Taylor ISD. He is familiar with Central Texas and has served in leadership roles like in Pflugerville, Austin, and Round Rock. We go one-on-one -on -one with Austin's mayor breaking down the newly proposed city budget and how that could impact your tax bill. Why that say you should not shave your dog's fur despite the soaring temperatures in Texas. Good morning, live look outside as we kick off this Tuesday morning. This is from Buda, traffic flowing smoothly there. We're gonna have an update on any potential delays you can see on your morning commute in just a bit. One of the keys is our city looks dirty. And I mean, it, it's filthy and it, that needs to change. Austin's new budget proposal calls for half a billion dollars in new taxes and fees for people who live in the capital city. Funding to help the homeless, public safety, and infrastructure will all see boosts. I sat down with Austin Mayor Kirk Watson for an in-depth look at what's in it and what it'll cost you. I think all in, it's going to be about an additional $95 worth of taxes and fees annually uh, for a household, will people see those services work better as a result of that? Oh, I think so. I'll give you an example. Well, there's a lot of money going into creating a better resilience at Austin Energy when you have times of disaster. So whether we have, you know, God forbid, a wildfire or we have another winter storm, uh, even part of that is a, a million dollars to study uh, whether we ought to or how we would go about if we want to taking the overhead lines and putting them underground. Uh, in addition, one of the things that would make government work better and we're trying to fix is we discovered that uh, there weren't generators at all of the places we, ought to ha we felt like we ought to have generators when the lights go out, uh, like in that winter storm, uh, including at fire stations. That was something we had inherited. Well, this budget allows for some things like that. I want to talk about homelessness. Yeah. The Ending Community Homelessness Coalition estimates that there's about 4,500 people who are homeless on any given night in Austin. Does this budget look at homelessness and, and does it help get to a solution? Yeah, in fact, this budget goes uh, quite a bit further on homelessness. Um, one of the things that I feel like uh, we inherited when it came to the issue of homelessness was that uh, there had been a kind of an all or nothing approach to it, which was permanent supportive housing. And while we need more permanent supportive housing, what this budget will do is it will make a difference on the entire continuum related to homelessness, including money that is in there for homeless prevention. One of the problems with enforcing the camping ban is if you go and move a group of people here and there's no place for them to go, they end up just going over here and then you're moving them here. So instead of doing that, we're putting money into uh, what are being called emergency shelter beds, but they're essentially non-congregate shelter so that we'll be able to do that. In addition, um, there, there's uh, quite a bit of money that goes into uh, consolidating the way we currently deal with uh, uh, trash. And, and, and how we go about cleaning up. 
uh, encampments and things of that nature. Well, one of the keys is our city looks dirty. And, I mean, it, it's filthy. And it, that needs to change. Is there going to be enough money to the police department where the staffing levels can get back to what you need them to be? We are going to be doing the kinds of things we need to do to incentivize uh, more police officers to come into the system and to incentivize officers to not leave the force. This council has already taken action on that and in, in terms of uh, just in the past few months guaranteeing salaries, even in the absence of a police contract, guaranteeing salaries and guaranteeing uh, retirement benefits. But in addition to that, the council voted a 4% pay raise for the, uh, all the police officers. Still ahead, medics breaking down who is most commonly being rescued in heat-related calls. How a teenager in Lockhart is making her mark in the beekeeping business. Good morning. We've got another hot one in store as we have a, re a week of record-setting temperatures ahead of us. And Austin Travis County EMS telling us it responded to 149 heat-related calls just this month. First responders expecting to surpass last year's record by a long shot. Wow, as KXN's Sarah Olshay explains, the people calling them for help are not who you might expect. It's one of the hottest summers that hikers Kirsten Mueller and Casey Towers have ever seen. We've never experienced this kind of sustained heat, so it's definitely noticeable. These triple-digit temperatures have caused more heat-related illnesses, ones they've witnessed firsthand. We saw uh, several weeks ago a young man up there, he might have been 25 years old, had heat exhaustion. He had help on the way, and he had a lot of people there that were tending to him, but it's scary. <laughs> Austin Travis County EMS says it responded to 40 heat-related calls this weekend. But Captain Krista Stedman says it's not the very young or old needing their help. The majority of our patients that are coming in for heat-related issues are are younger males between like 18 and 50. Captain Stedman says it's important to remember regardless of age or health, no one is immune to a heat related illness. Okay. So hikers like Mueller and Towers make sure they stay hydrated as they continue on these walks. Enjoying the beauty that comes with exercising in nature, but doing so safely. We know we physically need exercise, but what it does to the soul just to walk through trails like this, I mean, that's, that's a blessing in our world. Sarah Olshah, KXAN News. Captain Stedman says heat-related illnesses can go from minor to severe in a matter of minutes. That's all it takes. And the calls they've responded to range from somebody needing just a little bit of rest and rehydration all the way to someone who is in a, suffering a heat stroke or who is unconscious. And when we go in depth, we cannot stress enough the importance of taking care of yourself in this heat. Some reminders for staying safe this summer. As we mentioned, you're going to want to stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water throughout the day. Make sure your pets have enough water outside as well. Look before you lock. The city says you should always check the back seat of your car for children, pets before locking it up. Try to wear loose fitting clothing and don't forget about the sunscreen. Do that throughout your time outside. People aren't the only ones at risk of overheating. Of course, your pets can too. Based off that heat, you might be thinking you should book an appointment for a groomer. Get rid of some of that extra fur on your pet. 
Well, veterinarians are actually warning against doing that because according to vets, a pup's fur, the coat actually provides them with heat relief. During the winter months, their coat, of course, helps keep them insulated and in the summer from overheating. While shaving is not recommended, brushing your dog's coat regularly in the summer months is recommended from the vets. That's the good thing they say. Brushing your dog is going to help prevent matting, which can trap moisture and irritate a dog's skin. Hmm. So lots of good advice as you try to battle the seat, or you can just stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking for all the advice we can get yeah. on how to stay cool. I recently brushed my pup, and I, I was truly surprised by how much fur came off. It oh, was like yeah. that coat was like, take me away. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get a little boost here, a little, yeah. a, a lighter coat, <laughs> if right. you will. But yeah, you got to protect them from the sun. We too need to protect ourselves from the sun. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast. We've got plenty of sunshine expected today. As as you can see, the clouds and radar not showing anything around us. We could manage to sneak in a couple low clouds, but they're not going to last all day. In fact, they're only going to be here in the morning, and then they clear. Live look outside, take me up to Round Rock. This is our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies. Why the camera there showing clear conditions, not quite a whole lot of wind out there. I know sometimes we see some of those gusty winds in other parts of the area. Austin right now recording an 8-mile-per-hour wind coming out of the south-southwest. Those south winds will be between about 5 to 15 through the day. Your humidity is at 77%, bringing that feels like temperature up to 86. Now, the afternoon hours, we do see quite a bit of mixing with our air, so it's not quite as humid once we get into the later part of the day. In fact, yesterday, our heat index was actually a little bit lower than what our actual air temperature was. Today will feel about the same with a high of 108. You'll notice it's expected to break the record of 107 set 100 years ago, so a long-standing record coming down today. Your temperatures area-wide between about 103 and 108 today. It's going to be hot, just as hot as yesterday, way above average. I mean, more than 10 degrees hotter than where we should be for July standards. The heat alerts continue with an excessive heat warning in pink and a heat advisory in orange. Everybody underneath something until 9 p.m. tonight. Likely to see these get extended through the day tomorrow. Your humidity, like I said, does get better in the afternoons. Still muggy, doesn't go away completely, but it's not quite as humid as what we were tracking last week. It does get a little more humid Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but that's also going to come with a rain chance. Now, let me tell you, and I want to be very clear, this is a low rain chance, low coverage, low confidence. This is not a big time storm system bringing everybody rain on Saturday, Sunday. But we'll hope to see at least about a hundredth of an inch to tenth of an inch to those showers that do manage to get into central Texas. It's all based on the placement of that high getting a little further away from us. That big old heat dome is going to center itself further west of us. And because it's not going to sit on top of us, we do introduce that chance of rain coming in this weekend. Leading up to the weekend, just plain old hot. 108 today, 107 tomorrow. Again, the stars indicating will likely break records every single day through the work week. And then it's a 10 to 20% chance of some isolated to spotty storms Saturday into Sunday. But temperatures still above 100 degrees. It's not just here in Austin. The extreme heat is forcing some other cities to take drastic steps to ensure that they have safe drinking water. Up in Georgetown, the city announced customers on the western side of the city service area cannot water their yards until September. Stage three, meaning no irrigation systems or hose and sprinklers. This is a map. It shows those areas under the restrictions. City also closing all splash pads for the rest of the season. The mayor saying, quote, we did not make this decision lightly. 
having safe drinking water for our customers must take priority over pristine green lawns. He did point to several reasons the city was forced to make that move, including the level of Stillhouse Hollow Lake dropping to a 33-year low. Lake Georgetown, by the way, is approaching 2011 drought levels. Sixth Street may soon become home to much larger buildings. Our partners at the Austin Business Journal reporting City Council will vote on whether to allow buildings of up to 140 feet tall to be built on that historic strip. The change would impact Sixth Street by Neches Street, about two blocks away from I-35. Company backing the rezoning unveiling a plan to put multiple buildings higher than the current limit along that road says the hope is to bring all day traffic and more safety with these new additions as of late last year it owned this company more than 40 properties along sixth many of them currently empty veterans in williamson county now have the opportunity to get some financial assistance so a heads up because an application is open for williamson county vets to apply for it's part of a twenty two thousand and ten thousand dollars earlier this month the williamson county commissioner's court approved the grant from the texas veterans commission and it could help pay for rents or mortgages burial services utilities even food those interested need to fill out the application at the veterans services office that's at the georgetown annex on Wilco Way. An online application will be available, but that's not until a later date from now. Some local parents can head back to school with some help. This fall, Austin Community College is partnering up with a nonprofit to help parents in marginalized communities go to college. Advance to College is dedicated to providing resources to those in need. The no cost program will start in August at the ACC South Austin campus. For three hours a week, parents will take classes learning about their children's development and breaking down barriers to continued education. Courses are going to be taught in both English and Spanish. Parents must uh, have a child up to five years old in order to join the program. Well, teachers can save some money for the next school year. Already thinking about that, Sam's Club announcing a new membership deal. And it's for educators. They can get a membership for 60% off. So 20 bucks. The membership runs through Tuesday, August 15th. A high school golfer in Lake Travis is piloting her way to success. As KXAN's Noah Gross shows us, when she's not sinking putts, she's preparing for a career in the sky. A flight to see if you really like flying. And I knew immediately it was the thing that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. A discovery flight had Gabby Roth hooked, even with no clear path in front of her. I never really saw a female pilot, and so I never really thought of it when I was a kid that I could actually do that. Now on her way to earning her private pilot's license, Roth can soon fly on her own, but yes, this is still a sports story. The whole college golf thing, it kind of was like, well, this is like awesome. Like, I, there's no reason why I wouldn't do it. Time management, not an issue for this now Lake Travis grad who's set to play golf at Embry-Riddle, an aeronautical university where she'll also train to be a commercial pilot. Two very different interests to most eyes, but Roth knows in both of them, it's about staying calm in tough situations. In golf, like, what's your next plan here? What's your next shot going to be? What's it going to look like? When flying, it's like, okay, what? let's go down the checklist. What do we need to do? Roth making flying look so easy that when she heads off to school soon, she's inspired mom to try the same. And I'm like, well, that looks fun. I think I could, I could do that. 
And then we could share, um, you know, trips together. We could share a love for aviation um, because it is in our family a little bit. Teeing or taking off, blazing her own path. Noah Gross, KXAN News. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.